0: Safe space where there's no such thing as TMI. Welcome back to another episode of (laughs) Oversharing.
1: I said hello. Hello.
0: I said hello. Um, Sorry about that. A good chance that we have some new listeners. Yeah. We had a very interesting um, download count yeah. last week. A so. couple of days in a row. It was awesome. Thank you so yes, much. So, if you're so cool. new here, I am Tawny. I'm the daughter half. And I am Maria. I'm the mother whole. <laughs> <laughs> like the whole. I was going to say the whole, whole I came out of. Yeah, that's But whole, I didn't. I'm the whole thing here. <laughs> I didn't come out the whole. No, um, not that whole. You made your own. <laughs> I, <laughs> don't I always? Mm-hmm. I make my own way, and I... You leave made your a, own
1: way out, too.
0: Leave a scar, that mm-hmm. is for you sure. You did. A
1: nice big one. Thank <laughs> you very much.
0: So, thank you to all our new listeners, our old listeners, everything in between. Uh, we're running a little late today, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. We're here, and we're ready to overshare.
1: We're going to try.
0: Gina <laughs> is not here. I want to so mm-hmm. we did have a scheduling conflict with that, too. She re- r- running late <coughs> in, in life. Um, you said we, like we're French. <laughs> we didn't
1: have a scheduling <laughs> conflict.
0: If, Gina. Gina did. But if Gina's <laughs> Instagram is any indication of what she's been up to, then she has much to tell us. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to hear all about it.
1: I have many questions for Gina.
0: <laughs> Don't we always? <laughs> and I'm sure... It'll be a lot of fun to catch up. So yeah. hopefully we'll get that on track and we'll be able to see what she's up to and check in on her health journey and see if she's still... If she's dating. Not dating. Or, yes, yeah, Dating or
1: not dating.
0: So let's start off, since we are back in the summer, we're about two years out from your breast cancer diagnosis. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, so you recently had all of your I checkups. Had,
1: <laughs> I had all of them. I had the mammograms, the ultrasound. I saw the oncologist. I saw the um, radiation oncologist. I saw the surgeon. The gynecologist. And the gynecologist, yes. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. But everything's going good. Um, I have to just see the oncologist in four weeks. I am having a DNC uh, next Friday,
0: so... Right, you're follower. having mm-hmm. a DNC next Friday, which is because so what you learned was you need to have the DNC because the um uterine wall was thickening, right? The yeah, lining.
1: The endometrian
0: lining. Yeah, right. was, was thickening. And they said that, that was might that's probably being caused by the tamoxifen. Yes. Which is what you take to fight. The breast, breast cancer. cancer. Yeah. So now you have to come off. I'm off the, I'm off the tamoxifen.
1: I've been off it for three days. And how
0: long do you have to stay off of it? Um, four weeks. So you'll be off of the tamoxifen for four weeks in order to have the DNC. Correct. And that's also, so the tamoxifen. So when you have this type of, the type of breast cancer that you have, which is.
1: ERPR. So it's a, it, it's estrogen and progesterone positive. And that means that the cancer cell, we all have the cells, we all have them in there in our bodies. And I did not know that. Yeah. All it needs is something to attach to it to allow it to then start growing. It just needs like the and right. Mine, body. mine was my own hormones. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had no idea. I was flabbergasted when I had so many questions. And
0: it was, I hope I don't get this wrong, an invasive ductal carcinoma yeah. right mm-hmm. and that's pretty common it is so when you went you had surgery they had they removed they were able to remove your cancer yeah. which is amazing uh-huh. and then you did um was it 15 days of radiation 16 16 treatments of radiation i did not need chemo thank goodness i know right oh thinking I, I, of everyone i feel like who i does. got so lucky with that i know you know i, I mean your whole but everything that happened to you happens so quickly, mm-hmm. you know, and I really do feel so grateful because I know there are so many people who go through it and they mm-hmm. don't have the experience that we did. Right. So when you have this type of cancer, you're put on tamoxifen. How long? It's 10 years, it's right? It's five to
1: 10 years. Yeah. So I've been on it since January of 2021.
0: But if you were in menopause, then you'd be able to go on a different I wouldn't type have of... even
1: been on this med. They would have put me on something else, but I'm not sure that there is any other med for premenopausal women besides tamoxifen. Or if there is, tamoxifen is the one that they use most.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. So the hope is that after you have your DNC and you're off the tamoxifen for the four weeks, is that you'll be heading into menopause or the the hope is that
1: I go into menopause. Yeah. Or that I'm in it already. Right. I'll get I'll get all the blood work and stuff next week. Um I have to be off the tamoxifen for five days to have the blood work done as yeah. well.
0: How do you feel so far being off the tamoxifen? I have no any, change. No differences? I'm still getting hot flashes. And that was the biggest... That's been the biggest side effect for you. I guess, aside from, you know... That has been the big new lining, lining that led to the DMC. I, um, the hot flashes have been the biggest. And
1: I had joint pain in my knees for so long, oh, but shit. I don't have that anymore. Yeah. So I don't even want to complain or even yeah, think about talk, that. Knock on wood. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> Completely. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, that... Um, the tamoxifen can help fight, fight cancer. cancer, but it also has its own side effects. It doesn't have things that can happen. And one of the things is uterine cancer. So I believe that's why the oncologist, it's just so, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to stop, but the oncology appointments, my, the gynecology appointments, my oncologist did not know about. Oh. She saw all that in the chart. Her resident saw it, and then went and had a conversation with her, and that's when she came in and got to everything, and then she started making all these changes.
0: So, is it not? They didn't
1: work together, right? I was <laughs> going to
0: say. So, is it not common practice for your gynecologist to be involved Mm-mm. in your breast cancer You're, journey? I do not believe that
1: gynecologists are
0: involved, but in yours the is very involved.
1: I. But that was your personal. That was my choice. first phone call. Was yeah. to when when I got when after after the radiation doctor called me. So it was the radiation, the ra- the person who read my results is the one, who not the radiation. I'm so sorry. The, um, ultrasound, right. They're the ones who called me mm. to tell me. So I didn't even know them. And they didn't check and thought it was your birthday. They didn't, <laughs> but I would have preferred if they would have called my gynecologist. Okay. And then my gynecologist be on the line or call me. Really? Because at least I, well, I know them. I don't, I didn't you never know met this, this doctor before. Yeah. It was a doctor. A doctor, sorry. And she didn't speak very good English. Right. I was, it was 1030 in the morning on my birthday. I was already outside in the sun getting mm-hmm. loaded.
0: Mm-hmm. And bam. Cancer. Yeah. What's up, bitch? Mm-hmm. Happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs> and happy I said, birthday. I said, oh,
1: well, thank you so much for the great birthday present. She's like, oh,
0: I'm so sorry. How wild I is that, I was so though? mean to her. Well, she gave you really bad news. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, things things are going good. Yeah, our story, you know, so far turned out okay. We've had such excellent care. Everyone has been so kind. I had a good team. But yeah,
1: I, I am I'm gonna ask uh Dr. Ruiz, the gynecologist, why he is not a part of the team.
0: Right. That's interesting to me. What Um, we were watching, this made me think of this. I don't understand why they don't work together. I don't, it, it's very, uh, it's weird to me. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but there was a, a comedian we watched recently and I really wish I remembered her name so I could credit her, but we watched it on Netflix and she was hysterical and she was talking about being medicated for, um, man, I feel like it was anxiety, but she was saying like, she's being medicated for anxiety being medicated for depression and she's had to like figure out what medicine was going to work you know doing the whole that whole shuffle and when she was doing her own research for all the things the medicine that she finally found that worked she started doing her own research of like oh let me look into this med like why is this the one that is making my life better and she's like oh shit it collectively is used to treat all the things she was suffering from but also treats bipolar disorder and she was like she she said so she talked yeah so she <laughs> oh, well she talked to her psychiatrist and she's like hey so just a thought any chance you think i have bipolar disorder like <laughs> and they were like holy shit oh my god yeah that that's what you have like it was very wow <laughs> you don't remember watching this stand up i don't <laughs> <laughs> i can't it wasn't that long ago you actually sent me a text today you said it all out remember and i'm like I don't <laughs> listen. Sorry. No shit happens. But I I found that so interesting because yeah. yeah, how did no one catch that she was bipolar and she's struggling and trying to find a med that works for her and helps her feel balanced and then mm-hmm. she finally does. And she basically diagnosed herself because they were treating her I'm assuming like anxiety, probably mania, but they probably weren't calling it that, you know. So it's funny that you say that
1: because well butrin is a med that they give people for Um, I believe anxiety Mm -hmm. and it happened the I think they ended up doing a study about if 50 people were on Wellbutrin and 45 of them were smokers 30 of them quit smoking
0: and now
1: it's actually and I only know that because it was given to me to try to quit smoking and within three weeks I quit smoking so it worked for me. Huh. Everyone else related it to really bad uh, dreams, but I I was going to say,
0: what was the med that caused people like That's night it. terrors? Mm-hmm. That was the one.
1: Mm-hmm. But it only gave me it gave me a little bit of um, road rage,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but only only in the beginning, right? Yeah, I, I was taking it brighter. It was uh, Dee's bachelorette rage. party. That's when I was because I was so afraid that if I quit smoking, that I would try to smoke. At her bachelorette party. At the bachelorette be party because we'd be
0: drinking. I remember that is the year you quit smoking because I played that mean trick on you where I changed my name to um, Marlboro Lights in your phone. Do you remember? I do. And then I was texting like, "Don't you miss me?" That was so mean. That
1: was so hysterical. But <laughs> I and I was pretty, I was pretty tanked at that point, and I came in and I it's looked at twice. The...
0: Now you imagine being tanked and loaded. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to talk about it.
1: <laughs> like, We're talking. Right, right, right. I got you. Pay back what I'm saying. Uh
0: huh. Uh huh. <laughs>
1: Anyway, that was very funny. It was funny. That, that was, was really cruel, mean. It was
0: very mean. But it was it was creative. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's I can promise to always be creative. <laughs> <laughs> I, <sighs> I'm afraid of pills. I don't know why. I don't even know if it's a... I'm worried that I would maybe enjoy them too much and become mm. a pump addicted. I don't know. I've had Percocets and stuff after surgeries. But I always think it's interesting when people take a pill, like take Adderall... And then they have this crazy, you know, reaction to it. And they're like, oh, I always swore I was ADHD, but Adderall made me do this. And I'm like, oh, then you're probably not ADHD. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. those things are so interesting to me. But it's also so interesting how different each med can affect each person. Yeah. That's crazy. So many props to the people who study that. But like you said, you know, 50 people took Welbutrin. And they were taking. No, those are treat- just guesses. Right, 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 right. Yeah. We're just playing with numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, took Wellbutrin to treat their anxiety, and then 30 of them quit smoking. Right, right. But those are also, that's the way studies work. Mm-hmm. You know, what if 10 of those people had already been in the process? Or what right. if 10 of those people were also chewing nicotine gum? Mm-hmm. Who mm-hmm.
1: knows? Or what if 30 of those people got a placebo?
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and they just happened to quit smoking. <laughs> like, who really yeah. knows? Yeah. I- that's why I find that, I find that really interesting.
1: Yeah, meds are interesting. Um, I got lucky all around, you know, even with um, my insurance coverage. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, I work at one of Philadelphia's top hospitals. That's so um, they've also received insurance. top care. You did. I did. Yeah,
0: everyone's been wonderful. It's unfortunate that not everyone has that experience. Mm. You know, we've been pretty fortunate, I'd say, when it comes to. Health, I think I can't, I've had a couple doctors that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Um, now when we were dealing with addiction and mental health, that's a completely different. That was awful. Ex- that was nightmarish. The
1: only doctor that I truly liked, it, it was a Jefferson doc jo- doctor. And that was um, uh, Molly Collins, his, his uh, primary doctor, my
0: brother's primary at one mm-hmm. point. Yeah.
1: Yeah. One who knew his whole history and he, he went there You know, after he was, you know, in a recovery and he just, she was just, there was just no judgment on her face or anything. You know what
0: I mean? And she left. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately. She went, you know. The judgment is definitely the hardest part. And I would imagine that's what keeps so many people from even getting help or being willing to sit down with a doctor and talk about, you know my brother's body really went through the ringer because of the amount of years he spent using drugs. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't even consider. You know, you get sober and you, your focus is getting clean and not using that drug anymore and trying to get mentally and spiritually sound so that you can operate in the world. But I wonder how many people actually go back and they're like, okay, now I need a full physical. I need a full body workup. Mm -hmm. I need to see what damage... I really caused.
1: I did that, though, with that's something that was important to me each time yeah. was to take him, you know, to oh, yeah. get his blood work done to see, did he have any diseases? Was Yeah. And, each, and, and did he have any drugs in his system? There's just so much. Um, and I also had insurance. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then once he hit 26, you know, there was no insurance
0: left for him. That's what makes it awful, too. Like when people say they don't understand how people get stuck in addiction or they don't just get help. If you really knew... How fucking, and like we said, you had insurance. You work at one of the top hospitals, you know. We still had such a hard time and spent I had insurance so much with money. a $900 copay. Um, <laughs> who was that feasible for? I don't like, know. who was out there? Like, and I get it that, and that's
1: know, that's cheap. I know that's cheap. So, if it sounds like I'm complaining. I, I am yeah. for, for me, <laughs> Right. but I know that that is a cheap copay, pay um, And then it, it's just a shame, though, because there aren't even enough facilities. Yeah. But I'm not even sure, though, with the facilities. You know, you're getting them off of one drug and putting them on 10 more. They're coming out on so many pills and they're coming out on this. Is it called some sub, sub- suboxone?
0: Well, suboxone is usually used when someone is withdrawing i believe and then you're thinking a methadone Maybe i am yeah i am they're different i could I, be I wrong am. about the way i explain suboxone you'd think at this i mean I honestly am. i it's just know that they put point. them
1: on um, some type of a med like sometimes that to hold them through and that was not something that worked for your brother
0: no i had um you know my crazy ex-boyfriend when he was in rehab, I was trying to be there for him. You know, that was always part of our, you know, agreement or whatever. If he eventually tried to get help, then I would do everything I could to be there for him. Blah blah blah. He ended up getting is it Vivid vivid, vitri- Vivitrol? Vivitrol. The Vivitrol the shot. shot. Yeah, which is supposed to be like an opioid blocker. So like if you take um his drug of choice was heroin, but if you use opioids while you take this blocker, it'll make you very, very sick, basically. Right. Yeah. But all he did was just work around it and do cocaine instead. Do you know what I mean? Okay. so well they're going to find what they but that's but that's what's so interesting to me is that he went through thirty three days of intensive therapy, art therapy, music therapy. And he still came out and was like, nah, where can I get a coke? Let's think about this. It's so, I wonder what it is. Okay. How do we help people? He went through
1: 33 days.
0: Yeah. So let's think. Versus 10 years of drug addiction. No, I know. 10 years of abuse, 10 years of trauma. On the outside,
1: it is what environment are you going back into? That's true. And
0: his was shitty, which is how. Did he really have a chance? I mean, my brother would say that all the time, right? He was like, he would say, like, look how hard it was for me, look how much I still struggle, and I had one of the most, you know, supportive families you could, you know. He's like, you guys really, you
1: and we didn't do things to push him back in. We didn't, we were, we didn't put him in an environment, you know. What I mean, right, drugs right, right, right. And, and and
0: and gambling and things like that, different things like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, where my ex boyfriend truly, like, when he went home, it was just going back. They all did the same shit, you know, like. He didn't stand a chance
1: with two siblings or a sibling and someone else using he he didn't stand a chance
0: you're right that's just awful i mean when you really step outside of it and look and i used to say that to have three children and all three of your children be heavy drug users especially heroin that i mean you suffered you know we suffered so much just with the idea of just my brother but then all of your children
1: if it was all of my children i'd kill myself can you imagine like no really? i cannot i can i absolutely, don't absolutely i could not imagine if you were on heroin i could not imagine it has to
0: be so different too absolutely as not fucked up as it's gonna sound if it, For it was to gonna be, be daughter, one of you
1: i wanted it to it would have had to been him not it you. had to be your son the b yeah yeah I, he's I, a survivor I'm not saying that you're not. No different. But you could be used and abused. And not saying that I'm not. Hold on. So can men? Hold on. I'm not saying that he couldn't. Yeah. But he's also a survivor. Yeah. I'm not sure he really sleeps with both eyes closed. But that's a shame.
0: Yes. You know what I mean? Like that's what I worry about too. When you think about somebody who has been um, through addiction most of the time, they've also been through so many other traumatic events. You know, like stealing staying in places they're not supposed to being in a lot of illegal situations like you said sleeping with one eye open always being in survival mode and you know how difficult it is for us Mm -hmm. who we haven't struggled with addiction trying to get out of survival mode trying to learn how to live Mm -hmm. just because we were in traumatic situations right and then now they have the added effect of their brain not knowing what the fuck to do Mm -hmm. because they've been tweaking it all this time i just It's so unfortunate. I don't know how to help people. I don't know how it gets easier. It just seems to be spreading. And it's getting worse. It's getting worse. And of course, mental health is part of it. And
1: our country's not really, we're not doing so great. We're not doing great. They are, they're closing down homeless camps. They, you know what I mean? Like, I don't even know what the homeless people are going to be doing. Um, so, and that could be a large population of, of, people who are using, using yeah. drugs you know what i, well, I mean, mean in as philadelphia well. that definitely Absolutely. goes hand in hand for, and they're wiping experience. them out and, and they're giving them a voucher i'm sorry you, you know what i
0: mean i just don't even want to get on that end right now but we can well we can jump into something positive actually because that happened today because i'm not even sure you know about this we haven't really spoken no what how, i got what, some good news you did andrew tate has been banned from instagram and twitter how oh. Then how is he... I'll have to check and see if he's still on TikTok. I'm not... I'm pretty sure he's been... I 100% know for a fact he was banned from Instagram. I believe the secondary platform was Twitter. Um, Instagram's response to the free speech argument was, Andrew Tate, you know, does have free speech, and he's more than welcome to say whatever he likes. Instagram is a private company. You will not use the largest microphone in the world to spew your hate, basically, was their message. And... Anyone who's not familiar with Andrew Tate, because honestly, I wasn't. Um, the reason I came across him, I believe he had a fight with a, a woman who's very popular on TikTok. That spilled over onto Twitter. Weirdly enough, though, I have a close personal friend who was attacked by a large following of Andrew Tate's uh, awful messages flooded her inbox telling her to kill herself. You know, just a bunch of misogynistic bullshit because she had spoken up um, pro Amber Heard. She'd also made a comment on Twitter anti-Chris Brown, all about domestic violence. But wait a minute, though.
1: Andrew Tate basically has mostly young men, men and boys as a following.
0: Well, of course. And he I mean,
1: spews hate against it. women.
0: Yeah, okay. he he's basically okay. has said things like women need to take responsibility. For those who
1: did not know about Andrew Tate, they needed to know well, that. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. No, that, I'm all <laughs> jumping in. Sorry I mean, about there,
0: that. Girl. I'll girl. Sorry. It took a long time.
1: My Follow man. the yellow brick road. Right, I'm not at work. I don't have to take control. <laughs> I'm in off mode. My bad. But he's
0: gross. He's a gross person. Yeah. yeah. He has said that women need to take responsibility for being sexually assaulted. He encourages boys to be violent, to, you know, interrupt, talk over, manipulate, hurt women. He has a couple charges against him for sexual assault and sex And he
1: targets young, impressionable I don't know whether they're well, underage. They're
0: all impressionable. Wow. Well, we we are all impressionable.
1: Well, I was a lot more impressionable at 19 than I am now, especially Absolutely. From, yeah, no, you know what I mean?
0: Oh, Oh, of course, but we've talked yeah. before how when you feel alone or you feel like you don't have anything to believe in, hate is so easy. Yeah. You know, hate is so easy because the weird thing about people who spew hate, they will really pull people in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like as long as you agree with that skewed view that they have they're cool you can be their friend and they will defend you and but Andrew Tate's pretty nasty so now he's been banned you there was um a teacher I believe it was a reddit a screenshot from reddit but it was floating around on different types of social media where she said if you really think that he's not making an impact you know I'm a teacher he is. At middle school, and he is. Like, the amount of times that young men are telling me to shut the fuck up because I'm a woman and I have no right, you know, but then when I explain, like, okay, but I'm a teacher, you know, like, I, they tell they tell me I belong at home, like, okay, but I'm your teacher. I'm like, oh, yeah, but teaching is a woman's job. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's so... What the yeah, it doesn't even what make... What grade is she teaching? I think... I believe she said it was middle school. Could you? So you're thinking 6th to 8th grade, what, 14 to 15-year-olds? Maybe a little younger. Sounds like 12 Andrew, to 14 Tate year needs a,
1: Andrew Tate needs a good ass beat.
0: <laughs> that's the thing that's funny. From is the like, moms
1: of the world.
0: These men who think they're, like, ultra-masculine. And he's not even... I guess it's un- to me I don't find him the least bit attractive well you couldn't you how couldn't, couldn't you with that kind of bullshit yeah. coming out of his mouth anyone how could you possibly talks like find that attractive yeah.
1: how could you find it attractive
0: that's what's so interesting to me about men and women as well is like I feel like men will completely ignore a person's entire personality as long as they look a certain way whereas women can't possibly ignore your behaviors no no matter what you look like exactly you know (laughs) even if we're sticking it out like we're like this motherfucker i don't
1: care how hot you are if you're disgusting you're disgusting
0: yeah it eventually and we talked And i I had to learn that i think we've we've said before like we've both been in relationships where we felt like we were with the hottest person in the entire world the Mm -hmm. passion was top tier Mm -hmm. but then over time with behaviors and different things that go on you you get the ick You get that weird feeling in your stomach and you're like, don't fucking touch me. That's it right there. Don't fucking look at me. Don't Mm -hmm. breathe near me. I did see a video, though, where Andrew Tate was out at a club, like drinking or whatever, and nobody was talking to him. He was just standing there alone. I wonder how that felt for him. I know. (laughs) Because I bet (laughs) in his mind he thinks he's swimming in women all the time. Hmm.
1: But. Wow. mm. So does he... Does he have do you have any idea of how old he is
0: i feel like he's in his 20s oh my god or early 30s does he know, have like I a say. following
1: that's his age or older or is it mostly um, all younger than him
0: well so here's the thing he has like 4.4 4 million followers he holy shit had, he had like 4.4 4 million followers on instagram that's crazy isn't that crazy and I was talking to someone, and they're like, "Oh, well, I'm sure a million of them are just like scrolling through going that guy's crazy, and a million are bots. so like it's not that big of a deal. He's not making as the impact you think. The media just wants you to think that, and I'm like, it's a weird stance like it's yeah, a it weird. Is. I understand people. I understand that the media like shoves certain things down our throats. I understand that there are certain things that they want us talking about more than others. I do. I get it, but I think it's a weird stance to pretend that. The media spins everything so much that none of what is going on is actually affecting people's behaviors. Right. I think that it's very clear, you know, with our previous president that people got more comfortable saying awful shit out loud, and on one side, right. It's like cool, great. I'm glad. Like, show me who you are. Mm -hmm. But then on the other side, it makes so many people who might have been riding the fence or kind of had some of that hate sizzling in their bottom, like rise up, Mm -hmm. and now they feel comfortable too. And that's
1: we did not need more douchebags.
0: We do not need more (laughs) douchebags. That is a fucking true (laughs) statement. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't mean. I'm. I'm like, why is it not telling me his age? Because that's not what I typed. Sometimes I type shit into Google and I don't know how Google figures it the fuck out. Like oh, I don't girl. even spell anything right. Oh, I don't he's thirty five. You figure
1: out things that I say to you? He, <laughs> me, the fuck either. He's thirty five. Thirty five. That's older You know than he's I too old to be right? so ridiculous. <laughs> right? I can't so, believe he hasn't gotten his
0: ass well, beat yet. He mu- maybe he has. I don't know. But that that's the thing though. Is that how many men buy into this bullshit? Like that Andrew Tate's walking around here not getting his ass beat.
1: I just feel so sorry for all the people who've been affected by this. Mm. I mean, is he just, is he just cruel to women or yeah. what's his stance on, on Oh, he doesn't gay? like gays either. No,
0: of course what not. What about trans? Oh, please get real.
1: That's what I mean. No. So he's like. A
0: hyper-masculine manly man could not be okay with gay men. Get real. Oh,
1: Jesus. How <laughs> That's disgusting. That's such a weird stance
0: too. You know what else I find really interesting? So, um, I remember, you might remember this too, cause I feel like you've said this i probably said this, but back in the 90s, 2000s, when bisexual was starting to become a thing, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. There was a response to like, oh, if someone is bisexual, uh, well, now I don't even have to worry. I have to also worry about other men. You know what I mean? Like if I'm dating a man who's bisexual, like, oh, I have to also worry about other men now when <laughs> I'm right. already worried about other women. And I've been thinking a lot about that lately because I'm like, what a fucked up thing to say to somebody because one, not only are you implying that they're just attracted to anything and everything, but right. you're also implying that they're not able to commit to a relationship. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it doesn't matter if I'm attracted to women and men. If I'm deciding to be in a committed relationship with whoever that person is, right? then, right. That, yeah. That has, yeah. If I'm a cheater, I'm a cheater. <laughs> it doesn't matter that who I'm attracted to. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't know what made me pop off on that, but... I've been seeing a lot of things. That's probably what happens for everyone. I'll scroll through Twitter, different things I see online, and then it, like, triggers core memories Mm. of the way things were and the different – I'm forever fascinated by the way society is changing and the things we're learning, but it also is really fucked up. It's fucked up to look back at things I experienced as a teenager, as a young woman, and be like, oh, shit. That was absolutely not okay. Right. And I was suppressing myself, you know, to not make waves, to let boys be boys yeah. or whatever the, the case may be. And you're learning it in, I mean, you- My thirties, thankfully. Yeah. I'm, I'm young.
1: I'm learning it in my fifties. That's fucked up.
0: Well, we talked before, but like my grand, like she was starting to learn it in her seventies. And imagine how fucking angry it makes you. Like I've said, I, I understand why people don't want to accept- that things are fucked up because then they have to look at their own lives and be like, oh shit. I
1: do see a lot of that in stories and videos that I see about people who are trying to get through the struggle of being with narcissistic parents, mm. and you know, and you know, they're just like, My mom will, when I tell her trying to get through what she did to me, she'd be like, mm, Yeah, I don't remember that. That's awful. I don't, I just don't remember that. And I am, uh, I hope I never said that.
0: I think, something... I think I have,
1: but it wasn't about you. I think right. it was about abuse I was getting, right? Yeah,
0: I think the important thing, really, for parent, for anyone, is that even if you don't remember it. You don't really have to fucking say that. You don't. Um, I'm so sorry. Yeah, you can take accountability without putting the responsibility on the child and without making them feel as if... Because that's what really saying, like, I don't remember that. Therefore,
1: it didn't happen. Therefore, it
0: didn't happen, basically. So now you're telling your child that their memory of the way things happened isn't correct. Right. And as I've expressed before and will express many times... That's something I experienced a lot mm-hmm. in my childhood and in romantic relationships. And it really fucks with you. Right. Because it fucked with my confidence. It fucked with, you know, me being sure about anything. Right. I don't know how to be sure, even if something is very fucking clear. Right. <laughs> I'm right. like, even mm. if it's all even. Yeah, like but what if it's not gone wrong? Right. But what if You're just will? waiting for it to happen. Oh, So please. how
1: can you enjoy the moment? How if do you're I enjoy wait? anything?
0: Yeah. I feel hypervigilant all the time. Yikes. Because every, something's going to go wrong.
1: Wow. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I I mean, I don't experience it in overwhelming amounts to where I feel like it truly affects my life, you know, because when I am living, I'm not sitting there going, oh my God, this is going to go wrong. Right. Right. But I think when you have those moments that you sit back, it's always easy to kind of spiral. Yeah. But I guess if you can yourself into a, a bad, you could, you know... Well, yeah. Climb yourself into a good, you know?
1: Surely try. <laughs>
0: yeah. I hope that's what I do when I have kids. Like, I hope I teach them to be, like... Like, I'm trying to think of the right way to word it. Not positive warriors. Do you know what I mean? But, like, I want them to think of all the good things that could happen. To focus on all the positive outcomes that could come from the risk they're about to take. Or right. the experience they're about to have. Right. Instead of them. Like, I saw one of my friends... Um, her daughter was really nervous about going to swim class. So they acted it out. Like she used her Barbies and she was like, okay, so act out for me. Like what's going to happen when you get there and how it's going to go and how we're going to feel and how Barbie do try to help her work out her anxiety before going. So the pictures I saw of swim class, it doesn't look great.
1: no no I wanted to know how
0: Barbie how Barbie went, went I didn't ask okay. I'll check in okay um yeah I'll definitely have to check in with her and see how the play yeah went versus reality
1: because I saw the picture
0: didn't go good didn't I look good don't think that's what they planned for
1: but mm, that's a shame so I'm
0: definitely gonna ask but I thought the the concept was so cute it is you know like let's work out your anxiety let's let's play it out let's mm-hmm. Because if they maybe do, she can see
1: what she's afraid of,
0: afraid of. And then you can sometimes you can see how small it is. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm not yeah. going to say that swimming is small. because that's no. like, scary as fuck. Right. But many times we get ourselves so worked up about things that aren't that scary.
1: I do that just about asking my boss for something. And I know he's always going to say yes, <laughs> but I still get worked up. Yeah. Every single time. Like I'll type out a letter well. <laughs> and then I'll delete it. You know what I mean? And then I'll write it in a text, and then I'll delete it. You know what I mean? Then I'll walk to his office and turn back around before I get to the door.
0: I've had to actively work on... He's
1: never told me no. He's
0: never said no. No. When you say, like, writing out a text and deleting it, i am actively... This is my new journey. I'm actively working on saying more with less. Like, I'm trying to treat everything like it's a tweet, and I only have so many characters Mm -hmm. because i've been so passive aggressive for so long and if you find that you're wordy you're probably passive aggressive (laughs) you know (laughs) because you're like having trouble making your point or you want to make sure that your point is so crystal clear that you're using so many
1: i am in training To not be
0: passive aggressive That's getting better. No, training, what you fucking mean is, you ask me, was I paying passive aggressive? (laughs) And then I have to teach you how to reword your statements.
1: So that's what I call training. (laughs) Okay, I don't know what she calls it. I'm in training. I'm not going to tell you what the fuck I call it. Because it'll change the vibe. (laughs) Well, it's a Friday night, so...
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was going to say I could stay up late, but you know
0: I won't. So you know what sucks? It's like there's the Andrew Tates of the world, you know, and he fucking sucks. But it's almost expected because he's a man, okay. right? <sighs> but then this bitch Pearl. Oh. Can you tell them about Pearl? Well, I saw Pearl. You did.
1: Okay, I saw Pearl on TikTok and I watched a couple of her videos and she is that girl that i that hangs around fucking men pick me pick me just yeah and just (laughs) fucking yeah everything yes that's oh Oh yeah Oh my god you are the
0: smartest yeah
1: and it it sickened me but we had already you had showed me one and then i had never seen that i'm like why is it on twitter and not on tiktok oh it's everywhere but jumped right so i didn't
0: know who she was typically Mm -hmm. I don't know what the fuck's going on ever okay I climb in and out very quickly social media I want Mm -hmm. the funny shit I want the deep shit Mm -hmm. you know I don't usually know like if it's celebrities that I'm into or more my so celebrities mine's reality tv if it's reality tv I know what the fuck's going on tiktok and shit I don't I never know but anyway so this this woman girl, she has a podcast it looks like or she's a part of a podcast and her co-hosts are men But the clip that I saw was her saying basically that if you are obese, if you're an obese woman, then you do not deserve to be with a man who makes six six figures. I mean, she also basically said she doesn't believe you deserve to be with a man, period. You don't deserve love if if you're fat. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Yeah. I've never been small. Um, I have struggled with wondering if I deserved love because of bitches like Pearl. Right. You know? But I know very differently. I feel very thankful to women like Lizzo. Yeah. Who are just so comfortable in their own skin. And they're like, fuck you if you don't like it, you know? And, you know, she used Lizzo. She's like, like Lizzo. Oh, she did. Because she said... <laughs> like, bitch, because Because she said Lizzo doesn't date men with her same body type. Basically implying that if fat women want to date fat men, that's okay. Yeah. But now it's basically like, it's very save the last dance, right? Coming up in here, taking our men. Like, mm-hmm. why are you dating men that are fit? And then I think they're offended... Why are men that are fit interested in women who are fat?
1: Oh, yeah. You know, that's offensive. There have, there's a, there's a couple on, on TikTok. The, the woman is, is a bigger woman Mm -hmm. and he is like a bodybuilder. Yeah and she was getting shamed i think it's interesting that people assume it's just like, that's my fucking husband right. you, you can't shame me for the man that married me i mean he loves me people are gonna
0: you know like what the fuck i think it's interesting that people think that someone's personal preference for what they want their own body to look like is it all related to the type of body that they're attracted to right do you know what I mean? I do. Like, just, if if someone is a runner and they prefer their body to be lean and strong the way a runner's body, that doesn't mean they want to date another runner. Right. They might want to date someone who lifts weights. They might right. want to date someone who's chubby. Like, who knows? Right. You know, I've dated a-, a man who was, like, really big, and that's what he said. He was like, people assume that because I'm, like, bigger and I work out a lot that I want to be with a girl who's very small and right. petite. He's like, I'd fucking hurt her. Like, I don't, <laughs> you know? But right. it's it's... Yeah. People's preferences are interesting. But I think there are women who get very fucking upset if a fat woman is in a relationship with a man who's traditionally attractive. But
1: I but I think it's also interesting the word that she used. She used the word obese. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then she threw in Lizzo. Mm-hmm. Do, you know, but who, like to look at her, though, and I'm not trying to shame anybody either. Including her. No, but if but somebody pulled out nothing the, to look if at. If somebody
0: pulled out the fucking BMI chart, I bet she's obese.
1: Like they aren't
0: listed as obese That's my point. If we're going by the fucking BMI, then she's obese. So Absolutely. who is she talking about? And also the way people talk about Lizzo, the implicate. This is the thing that people see someone who is overweight and, and they, they think au- they're
1: not healthy. They
0: automatically assume you're unhealthy. They automatically assume that you're lazy, and that's not always the fucking case. Mm-mm. Okay. Lizzo, Lizzo is, a perfect, works is her perfect She's a off. dancer. She works out daily. She she's dances a and sings she while sings she's dancing. She sings and fucking dances at the same time. Okay.
1: Okay. I know people. Fat, obese, whatever what you want to fuck fucking label her, it. She,
0: she's, she's a performer it. and she, she fucking brings it every and time. She supports
1: women. That's the kind of woman I want to look at or talk to. Not and
0: date. Girl. like, like and, and date. And this is the thing is that we've put so much emphasis for so long on on physical appearance Mm -hmm. that people have allowed themselves to be in relationships with people who treat them badly just because they fucking look good. Yeah. I did it. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Yeah. And, and there's also so much pressure. Isn't it weird that we put pressure on ourselves to like, if you're dating someone, Mm -hmm. right? Do you want, not that you want me to find him attractive, obviously not in a creepy way, but don't you want me to be like, Oh yeah, he's cute. Yes. And would you be offended if I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the
1: at this age? No, I wouldn't be offended now. Right. Back in the day. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And you, and you might've bro- broke it off. Yeah. And you, because you were younger and I, that like, Tony doesn't think yeah. he's cute. So he's probably not. Yeah. He's probably just But awful. you probably thought he was cute. Do you know what I mean? That right. like, we put so much pressure and emphasis on what other people are going exactly. to think that we allow it to alter our opinions. It's, yeah. And especially when it comes to looks and yeah. physical appearances. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can tell you, I, my senior year, I gained what was almost 50 pounds, right? So that's okay. when I cruised into being overweight. And I can tell you, my relationships with men, there are so many men who have no problem, you know, having sex with you, hooking up with you, genuinely really liking you. But yeah. when it comes to that girlfriend, comes to that, being, you know, and that will fuck up your psyche big yeah, time. You know, I consider myself, I have my insecurities, of course, but I consider myself on. Overall, secure person. But right. I battled for a long time with that of feeling like the hidden one. Do you know what I mean? But I've had men genuinely fucking in love with me, treating I, me well. I know. But then it comes to that one little clip and you would have thought that they were awful to me. Cause it's, it's, and I know I'm not alone in it for nope. sure. No, you're absolutely
1: not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but oh. to think that someone is unworthy of love, because of something physical is just that's so sad for you. Yeah. That's real sad. And
1: I just don't even I wonder I truly wonder what she has had to go through or what she just for people who talk like that against your own I just you can Yeah, I was trying to say that <laughs> just like A woman to bash women. Yeah, to bash women like that yeah and just and then to call people out by name and I'm sure she wasn't trying to, to hurt her but who the fuck are you?
0: To decide. Whether hey, their, Pearl. To decide whether I hope you listen in. She'd never. No, oh, man. <laughs> Come
1: on. You don't have to be mean. First of all, I think people, are, you know, you, your looks don't decide what you're worthy of.
0: No. And no. I wish. Uh, you know. I mean, we've talked before. You struggled so much with body image. And then you pushed mm-hmm. that on to me. Mm-hmm. And I wish you didn't. I so wish I. that was something we never had to go through. I hope that. The younger girls in my family, you know, don't beat themselves up the way that I did for years, the way that my friends have for years, you know, it's, it's hard. It's really, it is hard hard to think that your body is supposed to be a certain way, especially because there's really no way to get it a certain way unless you physically alter it, you know, surgically, surgically, which your own journey, but not feasible for everybody and not always a healthy option. Exactly. So And then the way our bodies change, you know, like my body in my thirties is nothing like the body I had. It doesn't look the same. It doesn't move the same. I mean, it's not the same body. Right. And that, and you know, you want to go back to that BMI. You yeah. Know I mean, how
1: can, how can we possibly sustain those? You know, our height stops at a certain time. Right. You know what I mean? And now I'm supposed to sustain that weight for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I've already had two kids, you know what I mean?
0: But Some they still just... have a
1: five foot seven woman with a medium body that should be, I think, 140 pounds. And I am five foot seven, but I don't even know what I would look like at 140 pounds. Isn't that pounds. crazy? I'd probably look like a
0: skeleton. It's wild. Yeah, it's really wild to me. But I mean, the BMI is based off of like a man.
1: But yeah, <laughs> and I heard that that is so old it's that so they don't even, it's old. not even looked at at this time.
0: They still use it to judge people all the fucking time. Well, they need to fucking stop judging bitches. Well, they're never going to stop judging bitches, and neither will I, if there we're being know. fair. <laughs> if we're being fair. No, but that... Did you know that you don't... If When you go to your primary doctor, when they go to weigh you, you don't have to? Yes. I didn't know that. I thought I had to get weighed every time. No. But if you're not in the mood, you don't have to. You... You don't have to do anything at your doctor's office. I'm just learning that they there are work for you, can, you. I get it. But I'm saying I'm just learning that there's all these things that you can say no to. I had yeah. no idea.
1: It's funny that you're saying that because there was a woman today talking about an appointment. She's like at my doctor's office. And then when he started talking like that, I secretly recorded him. And I'm thinking you should have put your phone up on the desk and say, you know what? I think it's time I start recording this. This is your appointment. You can record anything you want. Yeah. I can't imagine my doctor saying, no, no, no.
0: Wow. We're not going to
1: record this. I'd be like, you know, you know what we're going to do? We're going to get up on a screen. We're going to get, you know, my sister on or something. Like, we've done that with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to call an advocate. Yeah. yeah, something like that. I don't, the, the doctors don't get to lead you. You don't have to do that. Anything the doctors say and you have a right to ask questions you have a right to say no yeah. you have a right to bring somebody else in the room you have a right to spend the night with a family member at a hospital i mean there are so many rights that patients have and just ask for them yeah you know what i mean that's the thing too i'm sure yeah. there's a lot of and people that's are know. running into a situation with nurses that the personalities aren't going get a, get a nurse a, a charge nurse in there and if that doesn't help call a patient, you know, patient services. You know, hospitals have all of these things set up for patients, and I am really surprised by how much I see patients talking about how uncomfortable they are with their doctors.
0: Right.
1: And I have never experienced that that. But I've always told them what I needed, how I'm feeling. I don't let them either manipulate or gaslight me.
0: Right. You know
1: what I mean? But that was probably one of the only places I felt safe to just speak up yeah but not everybody has those opportunities no I
0: never felt that way and I, I was gonna say I, that might also be part of being overweight is that once you're overweight if you do go to the doctor no matter what you're struggling with like if you have a headache if you have pink eye yeah. if your shoulder hurts they're like oh well you probably need to lose some weight and like okay that's fair do you know what I mean like if my hip hurts my back hurts and you say I need to lose weight that's fair and your pink eyes that, not from your weight right <laughs> but that doesn't right. mean that there's not other things going right. on and if you're not, not even gonna ask me additional weight. questions exactly yeah you're being unfair and yeah. i'm sure so many people have encountered that you know and it's it's sucky well we just watched and the it's show, a show though for
1: black women how awful their care is i can't so, even so do you know the name of that show I'd really... it's actually
0: it's a documentary yes. it's about two black women who both <clears throat> died while oh my God. giving birth yes um it's pretty new and 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 these situations where they
1: were not listened to they kept you know reaching out and reaching out and reaching out. they weren't feeling well they they were telling people how you know what was going on and no one was doing anything for them even getting back sent back home from the hospital so that i was devastated well it wasn't it was not an easy watch
0: no i honestly don't believe it's quite think Shock. we
1: finished it all i was either. gonna say i
0: don't believe we finished it because it was too much at one time
1: yeah
0: um it's on hulu a documentary it is called aftershock
1: it's a must watch
0: yes and they're highlighting how um black maternal morality uh, mortality could worsen with the post row decision yeah,
1: absolutely and not just for you know women that are pregnant oh shit
0: this is so Uh. i I just pulled up an article but it says this quote says a black woman having a baby is like a black man at a traffic stop with the police you have to really pay attention to what's going on every step of the way that's like a fucking gut punch with 23.8 deaths per 100,000 live births wow and black women are three times more likely to die than white women during or after pregnancy. And that's according to a twenty twenty data from the C D C. Holy shit. Yeah, it just um black black people in general. Yeah. I didn't I honestly did not know this. Um, they're not listened to. They're not taken seriously. Their pain is dismissed, well, their discomfort I knew that. is dismissed. I, I I didn't mean to interrupt you no, like go that, ahead. But
1: I knew that because I discuss with you the experiences that I was having on my unit that I worked on when the patients with sickle cell anemia would come on and they came to our floor because they had to be monitored and because the pain was so severe their pain they had to be yes and then and, and it affects their heart yes you know what I mean and then you know they're 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 they're, they're in a, tra- a tragic I forget what it's called what is that called when um it's acute anyway their pain is so severe, but they get their meds and then they're able to be relaxed. Okay. And their meds are on time. And you're supposed to wake them up and ask them if they want their meds, especially someone with sickle cell anemia. Or else the pain will wake them. Yes. And once they're back into that pain thing, then all that med does is just work so hard to get, to them. get them back but off. I learned with nurses that I worked with that, you know, if there's you give them the med and then you give them some Benadryl to help them to get through that next med but they always said you always wake your patient up with sickle cell you always ask them if they want their meds and then I'm seeing things going around where people are laughing oh that sound when you know your patient's sleeping it's their med time (gasps) don't ever stop your, your pain meds that is cruel yeah and these any any I have to tell you All of these nurses are reported.
0: As they should be. Did you see that one... I don't even know if we talked about that. Did you see that one... I cannot
1: believe how cruel people are. TikTok
0: video, I guess, of the nurse, like, who found time to cry, I guess, after her patient died or whatever, and TikToked it. And people were like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. You asshole. (laughs) Yeah... I'm pretty surprised at some of the stuff people who work in hospitals are out there posting. Like, nurses, yeah. the shit that they say
1: is really wild to yeah. me, but... <laughs> and you should, you should definitely, uh, you know, if they're not coming... I just feel like, why did you think you were going to find an audience that thought it was funny? Well, they do, though. N- See, that's what sick me. That's the sick part, yeah. that That is sick. That you yeah. find... Enf- well, there you go, the Andrew but, Tates of the world.
0: So when you were in nursing, <laughs> though, did you find... That black people were treated differently on your unit, or do you think I that was specific? I can't say that to... I
1: know. I can't say that I know that. Yeah, I can say that I know that sickle cell patients are we're black,
0: tra- right? <laughs> and you felt as if they were treated differently than others.
1: I learned that. Yeah, yeah. I, I learned that, and then I worked with nurses who taught me different. You know, yeah. who who just you know, and and I I'm not a nurse. You know what I mean? I was a technician. Yeah, you know what I mean, but. I followed some amazing nurses, so I just think people people need to be heard. And just because you don't look like you're in pain doesn't mean you're not in pain. Oh, listen, you know what I mean.
0: And sometimes they they get used to a pain. You I've, know what I mean. I've been in pain most of my life. And yeah, you just get accustomed to it. You know, like people. Well, I remember
1: you. That happened to you. There were so many times we started taking you to the hospital. Uh, in your senior year of high school for yeah. pain yeah you know upper right quadrant pain and they said oh you busted a rib <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what i mean and then pain in your back and we kept going and going and going and then what age that was now senior year of high school right what age did you have your gallbladder out i think i was 24 there you go that's how many years went they by that my nobody listened yeah. nobody listened nobody thought to do an ultrasound
0: I mean, the same thing happened even when it came up with the PCOS
1: because people... wait, you did get an ultrasound in June and they missed it because you ended up having your gallbladder out and they had never found it in June.
0: Well, the one who found it the night I had the emergency surgery, she like really dug for it and I had something blocking my duct. Yes. That happens a lot too. Like people don't really... People aren't doing their fucking jobs. Yeah.
1: Well, medical malpractice, right? Yeah, yeah. But
0: but um but that's the point, right? Yeah. So look how long I went with something being undiagnosed. They probably could have gotten my gallbladder out a lot sooner or perhaps, you know, changed the way whatever I was doing to make it better. And I'm white as hell. So right. and they still didn't want to hear it. Like mm-hmm. the second time I came in, they don't want to hear about your pain and mm-hmm. It's especially difficult for women because you go in there and the first thing they want to do is give you a pregnancy test and then they want to assume that you've been sleeping around and right. then they want to give you, you know, an STD screen. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. especially when you're so young and you know for a fact you've never even fucking touched a boy mm-hmm. and you have, like I, like I said, um, I was 14. What imagine, imagine
1: the girls who do not have parents that follow along with them to all of those doctors. I can't
0: imagine any of that. Yeah. You know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, I no, I I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then to think that there's so many, you know, black women that aren't even being listened to or heard or being told. To. I mean, both of these, or even being treated at all. The one woman in aftershock, I do remember, like she was presenting with chest pain, too. She, she was having a hard time breathing. She was. she was having labored breathing, having a hard time catching her breath. And she went in and they sent she, her home. They sent her home more than once. She couldn't even make it up a flight of steps. And she had just given birth to a baby i don't understand how that happens
1: i i I don't either i don't either that's awful Mm -mm. awful because i had pain under my right upper quadrant and i sent my doctor a text message through our app and i had a phone call yeah do you know what i mean i can never i cannot understand that i mean that's
0: privilege alone just i mean having
1: insurance is privilege you know what I mean? You know? I cannot imagine having a bit ba- having after my baby saying I can't breathe, I can't I can't breathe, yeah. I can't walk up, I can't. Speaking
0: breathe. of after you have a baby, um, my friend Bridget is part of the organization Superhero Project. I've spoken yes. about it before. I'll speak about it many many times, and um, she's also part of an app. It's called the Mommy App M O M M I, and it is for. Um, I believe it's geared mostly towards new mothers, but mothers of all, all types, of course. And it gives you a platform where you can connect with other mothers who are in similar situations to you, as wow. well as connect with pediatricians, therapists, you know, breastfeeding coaches, all that is right there on the app. It's just a support system for moms.
1: Oh, that's a great community. Isn't that cool? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, especially because I, I can't imagine, you know, I hope to be a mother one day at this point in my life. It's still in my plans. But there's so much that goes on with pregnancy and post-pregnancy that I think never gets discussed. And women are really expected to just snap back, you know? You just, yeah. But you just served as a host to the, a whole-ass human, you know, for 10 months. And you're supposed to just snap back? I, what was it like for you, like, after giving birth? Well, Like, you- physically, mentally...
1: It was, rough. it was rough. I mean, you were a C-section and you were eight pounds, nine ounces. So five pounds is your limit or a gallon of milk. You know what I mean? That is your limit for lifting, but you have, you have staples from hip to hip. I think I was 8'14", girl. Yeah. I think you combined me and Paul. You were eight pounds, 15 ounces. Oh, okay. Um, he was nine pounds, eight, eight ounces. ounces.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But anyway, you I'm were caught. Sure, yeah. I was caught hip to hip. Um. So you couldn't lift me, though. No, I could hold you sitting down. I just wasn't allowed to walk around Around with with you. But that's yeah, I wasn't allowed to yeah to walk you out to the car or anything. Um, But back then, I mean, I stayed five days in the hospital with both of my children.
0: Wow, how I stayed five days. I feel like these days they try to get you out like within twenty four hours if you had a C section. You see my experience.
1: I had five days in the hospital after giving. Once I had it you I had a c-section with you and i went vaginally with him yeah but i couldn't poop they wouldn't send me home uh, but i still had five days yeah
0: what was it like for you like emotionally and mentally like you were you i was
1: scared as shit yeah and we just talked about this recently you were colic mm. and it was you cried more than you did anything but your little face was bright red and your belly was hard as a rock that was probably so exhausting though it for was exhausting too. yeah i was just exhausting. screaming all the time exhausting yeah yeah. And then a lot of times, like I would try to let you cry it out and cry because there's—I mean, we'd walk you, you do? and do it. Yeah. And then I'd be like, "Fuck it, I'm just going to take her to the hospital." And I'd get you all in and you'd be a snowsuit the whole bit, <laughs> blah blah blah. Right to the car, and you're like, you probably must have exhausted yourself, and or you or you farted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you would stop, and it was it was awful, but it must have been worse for you. I I won't know, yeah. but I won't remember. You right? Know? But no, I don't. There, I'm sure there. Many mothers out there who had a colicky baby.
0: are just it was anything brutal. You know anything? Some babies who have trouble sleeping. Babies yeah. who don't now want to your breastfeed.
1: Brother, on the other hand, he was a fucking angel. <laughs> <laughs> Easy peasy. Slept twenty four hours a day, and when he wasn't sleeping, he was either eating, pooping, or laughing. You know what I mean? Like that sounds yeah. You know what I mean? And sad. then he turned three.
0: Yeah, and he started sad. talking, and then that. Whole world He made his transition into the Tasmanian (laughs) devil, and it never stopped. Yeah. I just... Women... I definitely think mothers need some more support. They do. After giving birth. I I think think it's interesting that that was never really a thing. When people... Even with the new abortion bans and stuff, people treat pregnancy with such flippancy as if it's no big deal. You know? As if, oh, well, your body knows what to do, but... For so many women, that isn't the case. I think it's the way medicine is, though. I think it's the way they
1: want to just get everybody back together. You know what I mean? And they want you to pop that baby out, go home, and start walking, and just, you know what I mean? And some
0: can. No, I mean, that's all positive, but I'm talking about, like, the actual mental and emotional. Like, they expect women to just slide back into their roles with this additional mm -hmm. burden. Like, yeah, it's great, and it's love and light and all that, but... Right. It's a fucking it's a lot, you know. It is I mean, I've worked in homes with brand new babies mm-hmm. and that's why they hired me. You right. Know? So, yeah. but, but I don't know how don't... people who don't have a me do it. Right. And I've said that mm-hmm. so many times, exactly. you know, I don't I I don't. Like I and I think it's interesting because the concept of having a nanny used to be such a taboo thing too. Like people assume that if you have a nanny that means you don't do anything, and that's not the case at all. I mean, it's not. families I've worked for, they've all, you know, had careers as well as having children, which is part of the reason they needed a nanny. But that doesn't mean that they're not mothering and Mm -hmm. fathering just because I'm also in the picture. It's a balance, you know, and it takes a village. And how is having a nanny any different than having your sister come over? Exactly. Or, you know, it's a trusted person that grows and becomes part of your family. And as someone who still nannies, if you can, if you have the means and the ability over daycare I do suggest that I don't have anything against daycare. I think right. daycares are great. I think socialization is great, but I can speak from personal experience that the relationship that you get out of being able to have a nanny or having that one person is beneficial, not only for you, but the child. I mean, I had someone reach out to me that I haven't seen or spoken to in two years yeah. to bring me back. Right. To help. Yeah. yeah. Because that bond, that comfortability is, is really, there's something to be said for that.
1: Yeah, I, I had a lot of help. I mean, I'm the baby of six, so yeah. I have three sisters. So I had a lot of help with that. And then I have sister-in-law who, who helped. But I can't imagine for the people who didn't, who yeah. don't have a support system. You know, the baby's father's not there or um, anything. You know, they yeah. don't have their mom or they don't have an aunt. You know what I'm saying? that that's That's the worst. And then imagine the women who go home and they didn't get good care during their pregnancy... What kind of care are they getting afterwards with this baby?
0: Or even... I think so much about women who go through... Like, have pregnancies and are in shitty relationships, you know? I think about that... I was in a
1: shitty relationship. I know. (laughs) And I think
0: about that all the time. Just how thankful I am, you know, that I didn't have children when I was in a bad relationship. Because... I feel like it would probably be so easy you know it's so easy when you're so down on yourself you think you're kind of in love but it's really toxic and then you're like oh but we can have a baby together and you know that'll give me something to love all the time and it's going to give him something to be calm about you Mm -hmm. know I understand how people get swept up in that idea right but then I also think it's so unfortunate because if someone's treating you shitty before the child they're probably going to treat you and the child shitty after most likely yeah yeah Uh, From my experience, yes. Mm, From my experience. (laughs) It's interesting because like my ex, we didn't have children and he was so mean and abusive. And that was one of the things he used to throw at me all the time. He'd be like, you're 30 and you haven't even had children yet. Like you're disgusting. You're never gonna be able to have children. Like you're a waste of a woman, you know. And he'd be like, and I'm like, what the fuck are you, though? And he's like, well, I have a kid. And I'm like, you haven't seen your kid in like 12 years. Yeah. Like, you literally, mm-hmm. like, that's, but, 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 look at the stupid but mindset in their delusion, yeah. like, in the delusion, yeah. delusional world of his mind, like, it's better that he put a child into the world and didn't take care of that or do child. Do anything and good for it. Anything positive. But like, you, you. But me not being able, to, <laughs> like, me, how dare you be in your 30s and not, not have reproduce? A child. <laughs> well, I mean, women are cattle, right? Yeah. Like, right. The, per- Pearl feels the same way. Yes because that's probably part of it too she's like oh we don't want fat women having children god forbid
1: right you better <laughs> lose that weight when you have that baby bitch. what if they're what
0: if they have fat babies yeah <laughs> <laughs> those I, babies aren't worthy of love i had fat babies my babies are so <laughs> cute stop playing
1: both of my babies are big and no, i love hudgies. my big babies <laughs> <laughs> oh man fuck you pearl wait hold on we're talking about babies i the rolls in the thighs stop
0: <laughs> why is my Why are my rolls and my thighs no, not as cute though? You know, what no, I mean? they are right now. Currently, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I want the same love and positivity for my body that a baby gets. Okay, okay, that's all I'm asking. You put for. on a
1: onesie well, and I'll <laughs> take
0: the pics. <laughs> oh God, the mental images I just got were so. You know wrong. What you can make one? <laughs> I can. I can make my own onesie.
1: Oh, well. the
0: oversharing. Logo all right, on so it. that that was a good one. What a good episode! Is no, that a, a, good, a good, a good. You're, you're the, the judge and Oh God! Remember, when, well, when I was a speed skater, I used to have to wear that. The Jump singlet.
1: Suit. Well, you looked adorable in that. Oh, I'm sure the fuck I did. I think I still have those.
0: Yeah, that don't fit no more. Oh, my brothers might. <laughs> no, he grew up a little bit. <laughs> now I'm just. Lying. He did. Oh. All right, girl. It's my Friday. It's it's literally fucking Friday. It's everybody's Friday. (laughs) But listen, I get very excited
1: about It's Friday. I get so excited about my Fridays because
0: I I say to
1: myself, I'm going to come home and I'm going to hang out.
0: And I'll be in bed by seven. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Every Friday. Basically, it's almost Maria's bedtime. So we got to get the hell out of here. (laughs) 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 Thank you for listening. As always, um, please remember to subscribe and review. That is how you help us grow. Um,. We're happy to be here, and we look forward to talking to you again next week. Absolutely. Thank you. Bye.